Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman, helping you go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I have got to tell you, we are rising in the ranks. We went from 1.5% top globally ranked podcasts in self-help to top 1%. And it's thanks to you, amazing Listeners who continue to share this podcast, listen, subscribe, and we are on the rise. And with, with your help, we'll be top 0.5%. We just keep going up and up and up. And it's because we have wonderful guests like Lorraine Duncan. So welcome to the show, Lorraine. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's so great you're here. I am going to tell my listeners a little bit about you. Uh, So Lorraine has 30 years of experience in business, marketing, and consulting. She runs her digital marketing company called Biz Gone Social, and she is the author of Shout It Out, a social media marketing guide for business owners. She is known as the LinkedIn Super Ninja, where she has a course called 13 Minutes a Day. So tell us a little bit about your story, Lorraine. How did you get to be the LinkedIn Super Ninja? I'm sure you didn't start that way in your career. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, I'll give a like a short version of the story, but yeah. the short version of the story is I was in a job years ago, like now at least 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. And when I had my fourth child, I decided, decided to stay home. And once he went back to school, the last one went to school, I decided I needed a job and I was just having trouble. I was either overqualified, underqualified, didn't know, you know, I went to group group interviews, which are so horrifying, believe it or not. And I ended up getting the job, but it wasn't anything it said it would. And I dec- I ended up declining it. At, I was at a wedding. Fast forward, you could read the long version story on my website, but I went to a wedding and we were sitting with a bunch of people we didn't know. And all of a sudden it was just crazy. People were like, they had their own businesses and they were complaining about their businesses And I kept on saying, well, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And somebody pulled me aside after the wedding and said, have you ever considered being a consultant or coach? So fast forward, I actually, um, I didn't want to go back to school to be a consultant. So I actually got certified as a business coach. And I grew my business with social media marketing. 
And I fell in love with it. And I decided I wanted to help people with their social media, specifically LinkedIn. I, I do a lot with LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on Facebook, but I get more clients through LinkedIn. And I've come with a, I come with a proprietary system that is in my course, 13 minutes a day, that really basically tells you how to connect and, and, and be social and network with a purpose. And so that's the short story. And here I am. Wow. Well, I can't wait to dig deeper into your method. Um, why do you think LinkedIn has been where you find your ideal client? What is it about the LinkedIn platform that makes you feel so at home there? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel at home on LinkedIn mainly because it's a, a B2B platform. And when I say that is people that are on LinkedIn are professionals. They want to do work. They're looking for work. So it's easy to connect with them. And so what I started doing was just networking. I use LinkedIn as a big networking. I think, I don't know the numbers, but there are well over a million B2B people on LinkedIn. And it's probably bigger. It might be in the billions. I haven't looked at the numbers recently. But the long story short is that that's my tribe is on LinkedIn. So that's why I started to hunker down on LinkedIn and learn everything I could possibly learn. And it's forever changing. In fact, today there was a new change that I didn't even know about. So um, until I was doing an audit with somebody uh, for their LinkedIn page and I saw it like, wow, that just came out because this was not here yesterday. So I love the platform because it's it does it doesn't change very much but when it does change it always changes for the better. And I believe over the years I was part of the beta group of LinkedIn people so I literally saw it morph into this really robust platform that not a lot of people like because you know it's not a place to put your food memes on or you know I did my hair I walked the dog today. It's, you know, you want to be putting relevant content that people can relate to on LinkedIn. So what are some tips for a good LinkedIn bio? Oh, I say this all the time. So it's my pet peeve. So I'm just going to say it. I will, first of all, I will not connect any with anybody that does not have these five things done. Oh, good. Well, listen to these guys. Take notes. These are the five things that the LinkedIn Super Ninja says. I got, I know I have my pen out. Okay. What are they? And it's obvious. And it's something that everybody should see and do. And so if I know you're listening to this today, drop me a, drop me a line when you got it done and you know do a good review on this podcast. So number one would be you want to make sure you have a nice banner and profile picture. Okay. Okay, now this is not a selfie. This is this is a, a professional picture. Okay. Right. Because remember, when you do a selfie, you get elongated and it makes you look distorted. So you really want to make sure it's a nice picture. And the banner should be very professional. And that's where you can get some extra stuff in. Like, you know, maybe you can put your phone number across or your website across. It is the biggest piece of real estate, and it's what they see first. And if they see the, you know, the LinkedIn banner, which is this grayish blue banner with nothing on it and the profile picture with just a, a, a shape of a person, it's, it doesn't attract. So, and you want to think, here's the, 
the thing that you want to think while you're creating this great profile. And I know you said bio, so I'm going to talk about that. The headline is where your first bio is. Mm -hmm. So meaning I like, I honestly like, you know, um, professional coach. I'll just pretend I'm a professional coach, professional coach. I help X, Y, Z do X, Y, Z. Right. Well, is that because everybody like I, you know, I talked to somebody recently that had their prior job on for their headline. Okay. So the headline is the first thing they see that's right below the banner. Okay. So you want to make sure you get that right. And it attracts. Um, I get a lot of attraction with just by putting super LinkedIn Ninja. Yeah. Everybody asked me about that. So that's what you want to do. So the next thing that's really important. So after you've done all those three things, you want to start. I mean, there's so many tips I can give, but I'll go with the about section because everybody makes it there. I'm this great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm so good. I did all these things. Your client really doesn't care. A potential client really doesn't care what you did. They don't care. They want to know how you can help them. So Mm -hmm. what want to do is you want to, again, make it very client facing. You know, when you work with me, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then if they've gone as far, meaning that everything above they've liked so Mm -hmm. far, if they've gone to the about, then on the bottom, this is the biggest tip I can give you. If they've Mm -hmm. gone that far, just on the bottom, there's no clickable links in the about section, but what you can do is you can put your, your um, email address on the bottom and you can put your website because nobody's going to go back up to the top to do that. If they spent time reading your about section and please make it short, you know, you could literally save so many, some, some time reading, make the, the information that you're putting there all facing them, something that this is a problem I, I solve. This is how I work. This is when you work with a coach, blah, blah, blah. So. You know, may, you know, and you could look at so many profiles that they talk about their 25 years in corporate, but so what does that translate to you helping me? So you want to make sure that you fill that out. And a lot of people don't even have it filled out. Mm. Take the the time to do that. Um, And the last thing I'm going to recommend, I I think, did I give you five? Let's see. I think I got three. I got banner and profile pick, headline, and the about. I'm I'm ready for my two more tips. I got my pen ready. Okay. So number four, there's two little things that I, you know, I I can't show you, but I can tell you about them. So Mm -hmm. one is the... if you don't have it open already, if you go to some, if you went to my LinkedIn page, for instance, mm-hmm. my LinkedIn page has this little blue square, a little blue square that's actually on my LinkedIn profile that says providing services. And then I go a little deeper of who I, what services I provide. So the and, blue square is called providing services? Well, no. So I, I don't know what it's, there's a button. So let me just go to my LinkedIn page real quick. <laughs> okay. I will tell you exactly where it is because it's really hard to describe verbally. But when you, when you are on your LinkedIn dashboard, so that's your LinkedIn dashboard. So it will have the big, you know, the big banner view, the profile, then it has your name and then it has your headline. Yeah. A little bit lower, it will say add profile section and more. And then there's this blue button. Okay. 
And I believe it says open to or I want to on it. I've seen it done both ways. You want to click that and it will have, and when you click that, it will have three things. I want to find a job. I want to hire, or I think it's, I'm open to, I want to find a job or I want to hire. If you're business services, you want to, it's called providing services. So you want to click that providing services Mm -hmm. and you want to fill that all out. And when you fill that all out, you will get, don't forget to save. Remember anything you do always hit the, if it has a save button, hit the save button. And then you'll get that beautiful little light blue box in your profile. And that will make your profile stick out on top of that. Right under there, if you're in your dashboard, okay, Okay. it has resources and then it will say creator mode. You want to toggle that on. Okay. So we want to be in creator mode. Yes. You want to be in creator mode. And one of the reasons is there's so many, it opens up a lot to you. Like it opens up uh, LinkedIn newsletters. It opens up if you want to do LinkedIn live, it actually, they say it gets you more profile views. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that I have gotten more profile views since I did open it up, but I'm doing other things to get more profile views. So those are the five tips and I'll give you one bonus. Okay. All the way down to the recommend section. Okay. This is so important. Always make sure your recommendations are current. So a lot of times when I do LinkedIn audits for different business owners, I see that they haven't had a, a, you know, a recommendation since 2012. And Mm -hmm. that actually kind of shows, well, people are going to start wondering because when I'm working with, when I'm going to work with somebody and it's through LinkedIn, I actually do read their profile and hint, hint, because I am a networker and I connect with a lot of people, I do read your profile. So I'm not going to connect with you if there's certain things you don't have. So, because it's important that you're on LinkedIn for the same reasons I am. Now, if you're on LinkedIn just to, you know, get clients, you know, which is important because we all need clients and you're just going to spam people, then it's not something, a reason why you want, want, that shouldn't be your reason to be on LinkedIn because nobody likes to get something in their inbox that says, buy my garbage, buy my garbage, Mm -hmm. you know, because they don't know you and like you and trust you yet. So you want to make sure that you get those recommendations. Um, As soon as you start working with somebody, get it while it's fresh, you know, and if they wrote it on your website, the best thing to do is when you're asking for that recommendation, copy and paste what they wrote on your website and just because you can't put that on LinkedIn. So you ask them, make it easy for them. Could you just copy and paste this and give me a LinkedIn review with what you said about my business? I love that. Um, Now let's talk about no like, and trust. How do we build that quickly on LinkedIn with only 13 minutes a day? I don't understand how we could build that. Cause when I think of no like and trust, I think of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and nobody has time for that. So how do, how do we build that on LinkedIn? Well, if you're spending 13 minutes a day, five days a week, what is that about? You know, it's less than an hour a week. Yeah. But you're you're being very intentional and, and there's many ways to do it without giving away, you know, because I do sell this as a course. Of course. Of course. There's important things that you need to know before you even start working on LinkedIn, period. Number one is, first of all, make sure that profile is all finished, which we talked about. So that's number one. Number two is you want to start 
connecting with people. And the biggest thing that I can tell you about connecting with people is this is not trick-or-treating for people, okay? This is not who has the most people on their LinkedIn, the most connections wins. What it is, it's he or she who has the most intentional, most targeted people as connections wins. And what that means, three connections, types of connections you can have. You can have people that could be your potential clients. Mm -hmm. You could have people, you want to connect with people who could be your strategic partners. And you also want to connect with people that you could collaborate with. If you're intentional about who you want to, who you want to connect with, it makes it so much easier. So then when somebody who's doing social media requests a connection with me, I need to know why, because I do the same thing. And if they start out by saying, I can help you with your social media marketing, well, duh, I'm going to say, I'm not going to connect with them because they didn't even bother reading my profile and know what I do. So that's being intentional. You can do five of those a day, five or 10 of those a day. If you, if you wanted to just reach out to connect with people, tell them why you're connecting and then leave it the next day, another 13 minutes, accept all who want to connect with you, accept people who want to connect with you without you asking, you know, and then also you want to make sure the other part of being intentional 13 is schedule posts. And these are not posts. These are not memes. These are not, this is relevant educational content. LinkedIn now, they opened this up this summer. They made the change is that they are going to show to all your first connections, they will show relevant educational content. So that means when I post something, all my first connections are seeing it right away. If they're on. If they're that on. Means- no call to action, just being of service in the content, or is it okay to say? You can have a call to action. And uh-huh. let's talk about that for a minute, because I think that's important. Everybody, yeah. call to action can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Like, okay, so the most important thing on LinkedIn is getting engagement. So they want to keep you again, like Facebook does. They want to keep you on the page, on the LinkedIn page. So how do you get engagement? with a call to action. Hey, you know, like I just did for a plumbing contracting company today, I did, you know, I I shared a story about somebody who had a a leak in their ceiling. So I came with the call to action at the end was, I would love to hear more of your plumbing stories, nightmare plumbing stories that gets people to engage. Um, And, you know, on LinkedIn, for instance, people love to, um, you know, engage like and love to give their expertise on something or share their stories because everybody loves to hear stories. Another way you can get engagement with a post. So, so that's that one kind of call to action. Another kind of call call to action is good for the business owner, such as a poll, but just remember, and LinkedIn makes it very easy. They have a poll seg, you know, like a poll segment. You just go on there, you create a poll. But remember, everything has to be spelled correctly and done right because you can't edit a poll. Once you hit publish, you can't edit it. So make sure you're doing that. That gets major engagement. 
I do test every once in a while. My last poll didn't do very well. I, I'm not really sure why, but only a few people answered it. Maybe it wasn't a good question, but try to ask questions that are going to get, you know, they, there's all these things that they'll, they'll say, this is the best question to ask, but it's really not relevant. Sometimes it's not relevant to the, to my business or if you're a business, it may not be relevant to your business. So try to ask a question that will get you information for your next marketing um, launch or that will give or will you'll you'll know what one of the problems is that you need to solve or that you need to hit. And that really helps. Um, so there's other things to do on on LinkedIn besides is the engaging part. So you want to also make sure that you're always engaging with uh your audience so it's it's kind of like if somebody says something you want to like it and then if you can reply back to that you really should because that will show that will go into the algorithm and show that people are engaging on your posts are uh videos and photos as important on linkedin when you post or is it not so important Graphics are nice. People are attracted to graphics. So it, most of the people, especially the millennials, you know, they're on their phone and literally they, they want, you know, they want to interact right there from their phone. So the videos are great. And this is what I highly recommend with the videos though. It's don't put a YouTube link on because that brings it to YouTube and yeah. LinkedIn doesn't want you going to YouTube. LinkedIn wants you staying on LinkedIn. Now, people, there are experts out there that would disagree with me on that, but I've done it both ways. And I see that I get so much more views on my videos when I post it directly as opposed, as opposed to um, putting a URL link in. So put it in and make sure you have, because millennials and Generation Zs, are watching on their phone and they're usually in Starbucks or wherever else they hang out. You want to make sure that you are, you have captions. Yes. Captions are. And like YouTube does it, you know, there's professional ones that do it. Or sometimes what I do is I'll, I'll put um, my own captions on it. Instagram automatically um, will, will trans, you know, will, you don't even have to have captions. You can have the whole transcript that's going on, however you want to do it. But just because they can't turn on the volume, so they're not going to be able to hear your voice. So I think they're just important. I like a mixture, a mixture of of different kind of media, you know, sharing. Sometimes I, and I haven't done this recently. And having this talk today reminds me that I need to do one lately. Um, is just sharing somebody else's post mm-hmm. uh, because they said it better. You know, so I call it the, they said it better than I did post and that it, it brings their audience in. It brings my audience in. It's brilliant. Actually. (laughs) Are short form videos crucial on LinkedIn? Like they are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook are reels. Can you repurpose a reel from another platform and are people getting more engagement with short form video on LinkedIn versus still photo? Well, for LinkedIn, you know, it's not a Reels platform or or a um, TikTok platform. So you kind of don't want to put this video on that's doing weird things. with right. boop, boop, boop. Leave that for TikTok and Instagram. But what I will say is that, so YouTube has the short form videos. 
Yes. Anything short to me is better than long. I mean, a lot of people, if you're doing, for instance, if you're doing a LinkedIn live, it should be between 45 and 60 minutes long because people are going to come on. You mean seconds? No. For if you're doing a live vid, if you're a doing video. a live, live streaming, so just live streaming, different than the short form video. Yeah, yeah. Just, you want to go long so you can okay. bring in your audience because if you're only on for 10 minutes, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. If you're only on for 10 minutes, guess what? It doesn't give people time to come on to your, to your live stream. So they're not going to see you. And so therefore you're going to miss bringing them into your show, you know, by the comments. However, okay. for short form video, you know, and I don't know, you know, I, I, I personally like, very short, short videos, I don't know if they would have as much power as, as it does on, for instance, um, the reels or on Instagram stories or on YouTube. So you might, you know, but a short little video, like with, I do something for a, a public speaking coach that we do pronunciations, a very short little video with how to pronounce a word you know, and, and that works fine. So it all depends on, you know, who your audience is and who you want to reach. And keeping it professional and business-like, like if you had a, a short form video about business tips, I think that would go great on LinkedIn. But if it was some crazy dance, probably would not go over so well. So what are the three biggest mistakes people are making on LinkedIn? Not Posting relevant content. I saw a post the other day that was a, a birthday cake. And um, I just, I and it didn't even have any content, like not even a story. So that's one big. The other is, is not really realizing the power of networking and going right for the ask. So, and that this is, this is a big, another big pet peeve of mine you know, so say that I reach out to you and I want to connect with you. How, you know, how would it feel if I said, so you, you accept my connection mm -hmm. and then immediately I send you six paragraphs, six, six paragraphs. And I'm not making this up. I've had this happen to me of my product or service that I'm offering. I didn't even ask you for that, nor do I have time to read six paragraphs. So, you know, it's a short little conversation or a give. So I'll give everybody a great example of what should be done because that's what you shouldn't do. Right. So we connect. I reached out to you. I asked you to connect. Um, and I say, hey, I met you on your Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant podcast. I was a guest. Thank you for having me. Blah, blah, blah. I would love to connect here on LinkedIn. We may be already connected, but this is how I would do it. And then I would, you would connect with me and maybe you will say, oh, it was great having you. And then I would write back and say, hey, you know, I just saw this article recently on Forbes that I think would be really helpful to you. It's on podcasting and how to make your podcast a little bit better. So there I am out of, you know, reciprocity. I give you, I give you something. It's a gift who could, how could you go wrong with that? I opened up the relationship. I'm starting to build trust. 
And, you know, when I do that at a network meeting, hey, I met you at BNI today. It's wonderful meeting you. We talked about this. I just found this article in Business Weekly, and I actually think it will help your business. It's specific for your business. There you go. Boom. I have made friends. I have connected. And it it's open for another conversation. And especially if it's a BNI group, it's local. So you can maybe bring it to a coffee, get to know each other more and see how you can help one another's business. Um, bringing somebody to a telephone, another pet peeve of mine is bring somebody to a chat and actually under false pretenses. So I want to get to know you. I want to learn a bit, little bit more about your business. That's true. I want to. I'm not going to sell you anything on that call. And I once went to a call that the upline was on. I don't even know how I even ended up, but somebody's upline was on. And I'm like thinking, I didn't want to buy anything. So that's a little scary. It's kind of like being, you know, there's like, I'm not to be mean to Amway people, but we had a friend that got into it and they invited us over for dinner. And that's what we thought we were getting invited over for dinner. And we had an Amway presentation. They never mentioned that they were going to be presenting this new thing that they were doing. Totally wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, th- that those are, I guess, my my biggest things that I say three. I don't know. I talk too much, I guess. Yeah, that, no, these, these are, these are wonderful. Um, so how many times should you go back and forth before you invite someone to a call and see how you could support each other, collaborate or be strategic partners. Like you offer them value, you know, it could be an article, it could be a podcast. It could be an episode of the balanced, beautiful and abundant show that is pertinent to them. And they say, Oh, thank you. I'll check it out. And then how many times do you go back and forth before you invite someone to get on a collaboration or a virtual coffee call or something? I think it's up to you. Um, and what I mean by that is you you can kind of feel it feel it out. I had somebody that I connected with the other day that said, "If you try to spam me in thirty days, it was the best actually, I wish I could find it. I, I'm gonna copy it so I can show it at my next um webinar I do, but it's it was like, hi, it was great connecting with you if if you try to spam me and within the next thirty days, I will just wipe you out of my contacts or whatever. It was hysterical. And I saved it. I started, you know, and it's like, so of course I'm not going to to try to sell them or even offer to give them some kind of program, you know, like maybe I, I host an, you know, a monthly webinar, maybe I'm not going to invite them to that. So, right. so that, see, this is the thing is, is the biggest mistake people make is they don't spend any time on LinkedIn. They go on it like when they're slow or when they're on lunch and they're thinking that, you know, it's a one and done job. But as you start engaging with certain people, you're going you're gonna to know when it's time to like somebody, you know, said, hey, I usually don't. Um, I asked to connect with them. Okay. And they, they, they said, I don't connect with people I don't know, but I'm glad to, I, I would love to have a chat with you and we can talk to each other, talk about each other's business. Now I, I'm going to that call. I firmly believe that that's what we're going to do. We're going to, you know, they're going to, sh- and I'll let them go first, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, tell me a little bit about, you know, what you do, who you serve and tell me about, you know, who you, who are you looking for? And so I can, if there's anybody in my network, I can introduce you to. That's how I go at it. Now, other people don't. 
do that. They may come to the call and want to sell me something. And then I will just shut it down. I said, I don't have really time for this. How important is it to uh, do the sales navigator or pay for the LinkedIn upgrades? Okay. So this is what I recommend to all my LinkedIn clients is that do the, do the profile, do the bios, do ha, make sure you get to, I believe on the dashboard, it did it for, it, it doesn't show it anymore, but it used to, you wanted to get your profile to a all-star level. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is, and, and by the way, when it comes to those recommendations that I said, make sure you get, it's not open on all profiles. So you have to go to the little section that says add profile section and you have to find it in there. And then you have to add recommendations and you actually have to get your first recommendation at that point, be ready to ask for a recommendation at that point. So it's, it's the same way. Wow. Did I answer? Did I yeah. answer yeah. So would, I mean, if somebody was looking to network on LinkedIn, is it necessary to purchase the sales navigator or yes. one of the packages? So what I say is make sure that's what I was getting to. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. Yeah, okay. yeah. Make sure you get all the, all that done first mm-hmm. and that you are consistent. You're on it at least three to four days a week. Look, if you can't commit to five days a week on LinkedIn, start out with what you can commit to. Just set an intention. I'm going to spend an hour on LinkedIn on Wednesdays and, and do all your LinkedIn stuff on Wednesday and, and then be consistent. Just be consistent. And then maybe dabble with um, premium so you can like reach out to a few more people. Um, Sales Navigator, if you want to do some robust prospecting. Okay. Now prospecting, what is that? Yeah. What is that? It's not reaching out to every single person in sales navigator because you can and selling your stuff to them. It's again, you're networking, you're seeing if there could be some kind of synergy between you and that person. Not, you know, just because I'm reaching out, like for instance, if I'm reaching out to photographers, okay doesn't mean that I'm going to resonate with every single photographer out there. So you want to make sure that you're reaching out to the proper people. And that's what Sales Navigator has you do. Plus, a little bonus of Sales Navigator is it tells you when the last time they were on LinkedIn. So I'll give you an example. I did a project for someone years ago where we were reaching out to doctors. Now, doctors are on LinkedIn. But guess what? They're not active on LinkedIn. So, you know, and which I knew ahead of time and I said that to the clients so they were well aware. They just wanted to give it a shot. And so it was, but I had already knew that, you know, because you can tell through Sales Navigator who's on and who's not. And what I do, so like say that I was reaching out to photographers. Well, I'm not going to reach out to a photographer that hasn't been on. Their last visit was a year and a half ago to LinkedIn. So that's where that helps you from. Is it, it, are those things necessary? You know, I don't get any kickbacks from LinkedIn if I say that they are necessary or not necessary. But honestly, I think if you can do all the stuff that I said and network without the paying for premium and navigator, then by all means do. I, I, I just, because that's what I do. This is what I do for a living. And this is what I do for my clients. It's a necessity 
if they want to reach out to, you know, executive directors, for instance, and corporations, Sales Navigator is the best way to do it. So there's certain, you know, if you want to reach out to HR people, Sales Navigator is the best way to do it because you want to reach out to people who, who are active. And, and I'm not going to get that through just the free version of LinkedIn. So how important is it to join groups in LinkedIn and find your ideal clients and groups? The problem with groups on LinkedIn lately is it's been a big spam festival. You know, it's kind of like when they opened up threads. Yes. And it became like a, a spam fest. It was crazy. And, um, you know, so what I would say is, you know, join, you can join up to 50 groups. Um, I think I've joined all 50 of the groups um, and then I leave them. I think it's, I don't spend a lot of time in groups because I'm getting, I'm getting clients through profile views mm-hmm. because I'm very consistent. And I'm talking about, I actually post seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So, and once I started doing that, so it used to be back in the day, you'd only post once a week, you know, and I do a newsletter and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like, I'm posting relevant content. I'm considered a LinkedIn creator. And so that gets me the the views. Right. So and the if group, somebody, if the somebody, group, go ahead. I just want to say one more thing to yeah, group. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Groups, when you go in, how you know right away, if you see everybody just selling stuff, just get out. It's It's not worth your time. But if you see that people are actually collaborating in the groups, that's a good group. And to be honest with you, out of my 50 groups, I think I have two groups that are like that. It's sad. If somebody uh, requests you on LinkedIn or if somebody has viewed your profile, is that considered a lead in your marketing strategy? No. And I also think it's creepy if I get a little note from someone, I'd like to connect with you because I viewed your profile and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know, it's, it's, or I shouldn't say it like that. I'd like to connect. I see that you viewed my profile. I would like to connect with you. That's creepy. (laughs) I don't know. I I think there's a better way of doing it. I wouldn't sell somebody like that right away. Yeah. Again, get to know people. Um, One thing I want to point out is that I am an open networker. So I connect with everybody under a certain criteria, meaning not everybody it has to meet my criteria. So they have to be either a potential client of mine. They have to be either a strategic partner of mine and they have to be a a good collaborator with me. So meaning I don't collect, I, I may not know them, but I will connect with them if they meet that criteria. And then I go deeper. They have to be active on LinkedIn. So they have to have a full profile. And they can't do the same thing I do. So I do connect with people who do the same thing I do, but I'm very select with those people. They have to be innovators and they have to be people who are just better than me in in so many ways. So this way I can grow and also we can have a synergy with one another and possibly collaborate someday down the line, maybe with doing, you know, like a webinar on social media or something like that. So I did some uh, research on you, and I know you spent seven years leading a women's ministry, and I am curious, how did leading a women's ministry impact your social media marketing business? 
So if anybody knows me, I'm an extreme extrovert Mm -hmm. and I love people. And so how it impacts my business is that a lot of people, you know, especially if you're on LinkedIn and you're prospecting, you're just a number and it's a numbers game. The more people you connect with, eventually you're going to get a client. Uh, There's a book out there called Go for the No. And eventually you're going to get a yes. It's a great little book, by the way. I recommend everybody read that book. But so with women's ministry, you know, it's like I always used to say, it's like, well, when you're leading a group of women, there's lots of drama always. (laughs) But, you know, you have that one-on-one personal connection. And I view, I view doing social media as as that personal connection. That's why I'm called BizGone Social. That each person is a person behind behind that computer. And so I want to relate to them in, in that way. And that's how, and everybody, everybody matters. So women's ministry is like when there was, you know, there's conflict. I hear you. I understand. It's the same way online is like, I hear you and I want to help you. You know, it's, it's that personal connection. And I think that's where it has helped me. It gave me very good leadership skills and, you know, I'm not the type A person. So I'm more like squirrel, squirrel, you know, but, you know, I I was looking for something. I have a little motto and I can't find it, but it's basically, it's three things. Um, I want to help people one post at a time one connection Beautiful. at a time. I can't find it. I, I say it better on the, on this little sticky note, it's usually up, but it must've fell off my computer. But um, anyways, I live by that because it's just, it, it, you never know that your story that you share, all the stories I shared in women's ministry, somebody was able to connect with and yeah. all the stories I share online, somebody's going to be able to connect with. And I read beautiful stories online. It's, you know, especially like on Instagram, it's amazing all the things that I I see with the visual pictures and stuff like that. It's amazing. People are amazing and and they'll surprise you every day. You know, it's funny. I post a lot online and I do post a lot of inspiration and people are always saying, oh my God, I just saw your post at the perfect time of my day. I was feeling down and I needed to hear exactly what you wrote. And that makes me feel so good. And it makes, it gives me the fire to keep posting. So uh, I know you're currently writing a book that has nothing to do with business. What is that book about? So it's sort of a legacy book, but it's about my mom. I um, lost my mother on Christmas day in 2019. So right before COVID, Um, which I say that I'm blessed because I had a lot of friends who lost their parents during COVID and couldn't even bury them. And I was really close with my mother. And so my mother has, I won't tell you the title because I don't want anybody to steal it because once you put something out, um, but basically my mother had a collection of things that were really, really important to her and a lot of life lessons and, um, Grieving is hard. And so it's a a book on grief. It's a personal book for me to be writing. Um, I've, you know, I've suffered a lot of loss in my life. um, And my mother was the biggest. And so with that, I want to help somebody else with this book, but also have a book out there that her nieces and nephews who she loves so much, her grandchildren, and, and everybody who is still alive that knows my mom will be able to have that. 
That's so beautiful. And I can so connect with that because I wrote a book in 2018 that I dedicated to my dad. And it was one of his dying wishes for me to write a book. And I feel so grateful that I was able to honor him. It's it's in a book called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And I describe my seven pillars of abundance. So I think it's so great that you wrote a book to honor your mom. And as soon as it comes out, let me know so I can help you promote it. We'll add it to the show notes since this podcast will be evergreen. And uh, Lorraine, it's been such a great honor to have you on the show. I've learned so much about LinkedIn and you are definitely the ninja over there. How can people find you on LinkedIn and how can people stay in touch with you? Yeah, the best way to do it is just to connect with me for um, on my LinkedIn and just look up Lorraine Duncan and you'll see it like right in the summer summary. You'll see it like before you connect with me, it will say LinkedIn super ninja. So I'm very easy to find. I have a very nice profile picture. And so, and if you do want to connect with me, say that you saw me and you heard me talk on your show and that's, you know, and, and we'll connect and, you know, maybe I'll have a little surprise for you. I have a really nice LinkedIn, um, download that I can send everybody that connects with me. Um, and by the way, I found the post. Oh, tell um, us, what does it say? So I keep, the, I, it's usually right on the corner, but I usually take it off during podcasts. But um, it says, I desire to make a difference. One post, one encounter, one person at a time. And I keep that there reminding me because that's what it is. Just to remind me that there is a human on the other side of, of who I'm talking to. So talk to people, even when you're posting, like you're talking to a human being. Beautiful. That is exactly what we're doing on this show. You too can make a difference sharing this show one person at a time. We have gone up to the top 1% because we keep sharing it and spreading the message that you can go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. So please take 30 seconds out of your busy day, rate, review, subscribe to the show. We appreciate you, Lorraine, for everything you shared. I appreciate my listeners for continuing to listen to this show. Stay tuned next week for another amazing guest. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and magnetize. Hey guys, if you're struggling with online dating and just sick and tired of swiping right, if you're just not meeting the right people, or maybe you're lonely and dreading going through another holiday season single, then I have great news. I am opening my Manifest Your Soulmate eight-week class for enrollment so you can find your life partner before the holidays. Just go to the link tree link in the show notes to schedule your Manifest Love call to learn more, and I can't wait to to learn more about how I can help you find your true love for once and for all. If I can do it, I know I can help you.